0: Hello, and welcome to Argus' Crude Report, a podcast series on global crude oil markets. My name is Jessica Tran, and I am your host for today's episode. Over the past few months, the price spread between sour and sweet crude oil in the U.S. state of Louisiana has considerably narrowed. This is thanks to a number of things, but mostly because medium sour crude has become a little harder to come by on international markets. In comparing Louisiana's main sour grade called Mars and sweet grade called Louisiana Light Sweet, or LLS, The discount averaged 53 cents per barrel in the August trade month that ended on Friday, which is the second tightest average since Argus launched volume weighted average assessments in the early 2000s, with the tightest being in the July trade month at 31 cents a barrel. To discuss the market dynamics behind this, I'm joined by Argus reporter, Alex Endress. Alex, it seems like one of the side effects of the OPEC Plus production cut agreements is that medium sour grades like Arab medium have become less available. Why is that and who's looking to buy it?
1: Sure, so you know if we look at one indicator of um you know what's going on here, Saudi Aramco uh actually increased its official formula price to the Asia Pacific for the third month in a row, and so for Saudi Aramco's sour crude, that means that its Arab medium cargoes were priced at you know roughly a dollar twenty five a barrel premium to the average of Oman and Dubai benchmarks. Or you know, about a dollar higher than its price relative to those benchmarks for July. And so when comparing it to comparable sour grades at one point this month, uh, the delivered value of Arab medium in China was roughly a dollar thirty higher than the landed cost of Louisiana's Mars loading in August. So even though Asia Pacific refiners traditionally rely on MIDI's Gulf supplies, um, they've also found um, an alternative that could be cheaper in Mars.
0: So Mars may be cheaper than air medium, but has more demand for it also cause an increase in the price of Mars in absolute terms
1: yeah so if we look at um some of the prices of, and what we've seen at the us gulf coast right now you did mention um the spreads between mars and lls so um the second tightest mars discount to lls during the prompt august trade month that ended on friday and uh, before that it was at the uh, the narrowest discount in july um and you know we've, we've also seen this sort of relationship with other grades and other prices. So actually, if you compare Mars to WTI Houston, um, it averaged an 8 cent premium over the August trade month. And so, and it hasn't been at a premium and, and it hasn't averaged out at a premium over the trade month in about a year. And another thing that we could look at, you know, we know that Argus just launched this new um, Argus AGS marker. Uh, which is Midland-sourced uh, crude at the Gulf Coast. And uh, it's a good opportunity to compare it actually to the Argus Sour Crude Index, which you know, is, is uh, accounted for by Mars, Poseidon, Southern Green Canyon, so medium sour grades. Actually ended the trade month with ASCII or the Argus Sour Crude, crude Index at a $0.09 cent average premium over the Argus AGS marker. Um, So, yeah, those are some indicators to look at.
0: Okay, so shifting gears a little bit to actual volumes, how much of Mars has actually been exported?
1: If we look in May, it was, you know, more than 375,000 barrels a day compared to 275,000 barrels a day in the prior month. And uh, when comparing with other crudes being exported out of the U.S., the Mars share jumped from 9% to 13%. And it's not all going to China. India has also turned uh, to U.S. sours with the largest state-controlled refiner, IOC, earlier this month, issuing a tender-seeking September and October deliveries of grades like Mars, Poseidon, and Thunderhorse.
0: Okay, so going back to the narrowing price gap between Louisiana sour and sweet crude oil, the story also isn't just about the sour crude market dynamics. Aren't there also a lot of domestic factors on the light sweet crude oil side?
1: Absolutely. You know, we have been talking about um, the international factors working on Mars, but uh, light suites have have actually been pressured lately at the Gulf Coast. And um, yeah, and and part of that is because of the um, high stocks that we've had that we've seen. So uh, the build that we've seen in light sweet stocks began after U.S. crude prices fell to record lows, and that includes the negative settlement on April 20th, which did result in a deep contango. So companies sought crude storage to help alleviate the glut and to allow for sales in forward months at higher prices. You know, the U.S. Gulf Coast crude stocks reached a record high of about 309 million barrels and the week ended um, July 3rd. So it's roughly a 5 million barrel uh, weekly build that was um, that we saw there from that data from the U.S. Energy Information Administration or the EIA. And uh, since the week ended May uh, 15th, the EIA weekly data reports indicated ensuing record Gulf Coast tallies, which uh, actually did help push total commercial U.S. crude stocks to record tallies um, during that same time period. Sometimes we do get a draw, but over the time period, we have seen in different weeks, um, sort of successive record highs, um, and that's even happened at times when uh, the Cushing, Oklahoma hub storage figures have have been down, and they're and they're definitely down from what we've seen in early May. And you mentioned the the SPR, so the Strategic Petroleum Reserve supplies have also been a factor. Yeah, you know, but rather than staying in storage for a long time these SPR supplies could be available as soon as August or September, since much of the recent build has been a result of moving privately owned crude for short-term storage through a U.S. Energy Department auction. And so we did see that crude stocks in the U.S. SPR were at about 656 million barrels and the week ended um, July 17th. So that's roughly steady from the prior week, but up by about uh, 21.1 million barrels from the first count of the year. So SPR stocks are not included in the overall EIA commercial crude inventory figures. But as we said, they could be um, available as early as as August or September because of this privately owned storage.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of factors going into play. Um, So I know you watch these markets all day, every day. Any venture on what to expect in the near future?
1: Yeah, I think there are several uh, factors again at, at play here, and I, I think just from from looking at uh, some of the recent uh, events, I mean, one thing that's definitely been discussed is the Dakota Access Pipeline, which was um, ordered to be shut on uh, July 6th. Although it has, um, there, there's been an, a stay has been issued, so. Uh, they're still kind of working some things out there and it's obviously kind of going back and forth but um, when we did when we heard that news we did see a bit of a, a slight pop in the light sweet prices and the spread widened a bit but uh, I think that since we did discuss these stocks and and the storage figures of the Gulf Coast we're really going to have to see a meaningful draw in those stocks before I think that this this spread of the Gulf Coast, uh, begins to widen back out because with light sweet grades at at this narrow premium to the sour grades i think you've got to have less availability we have to see kind of demand really start to eat into these storage numbers and another thing that uh, i guess we'd look at is of course opec action and whether you know strategies sort of change in the in the next coming months and which could be related to uh COVID-19 and how the numbers there uh, develop. I think part of it is, you know, if we get a vaccine, maybe we start to see economies open back up and that could feed some of the demand that has, uh, I guess, compressed all of these crude prices over the past few months. And then, of course, the upcoming election could maybe have an uh, an effect. But uh, those are just a few of the factors that we might consider.
0: Yes, you'll have a lot to watch in the next couple of months. Uh, Thank you for taking the time to join us today, Alex.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Thanks for having me.
0: To track these markets, including price movements, market commentary, and analysis on a daily basis, subscribe to Argus America's Crude. You can find more information on this service at argusmedia.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to your joining us on the next episode of The Crude Report.